It's time for an update episode. Let's talk about the most recent clinical evidence on the number one listened to topic on the People Scientist podcast. Tune in to find out what that number one topic is. listening to The People Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on neuroscience, physiology, and nutrition. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, a nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking, to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast for episode 80, a whole 80 episodes. Thank you for tuning in every week, where it is my goal to make us all a little smarter and healthier every week. If you are tuning in for the first time, then welcome to the People Scientist Army. My name is Stephanie, and I am a scientist at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. I like to talk about nutrition, our bodies, and our brain in this podcast because those topics reflect my degrees and my areas of expertise. I try my best to give you the straight evidence and leave it up to you to form your own opinions. So today is November 1st. It marks the end of our October-themed episodes, but I wanted to keep in line with fall, and I wanted to do an on-theme topic. I have seen many people do apple picking this time of year, as apples are in harvest right now. So things like apple cider and apple cider vinegar are being produced during this time. Back in episode 8, about a year and a half ago, I talked about the clinical evidence on apple cider vinegar. In fact, this episode is the most listened to episode on the People Scientist podcast. Every once in a while, I like to do an an update episode when new data is published. So I thought I would jump on here and do a quick episode on this topic to let you know what the latest data is saying. This is actually good timing for me because this week I had a few research grants due, some big experiments, and a lot of other things planned outside the lab. So I'm going to give you a shorter than normal episode, which is going to be an update episode on apple cider vinegar. So without further delay, as we always do, let's start off with some core takeaways. Apple cider vinegar is made when apples are fermented, and during this fermentation process, alcohol is produced, and the alcohol can be converted into acetic acid. So it is like an extra fermentation step beyond producing apple cider. Apple cider vinegar is thought to impart some benefit for individuals living with type 2 diabetes, as several clinical trials have shown that doses of 1 to 3 tablespoons per day may be able to help lower blood glucose levels and also lower that long-term blood glucose control as measured by HbA1c. In this last year, more clinical trials have supported the potential benefits of apple cider vinegar for blood sugar control. But how does apple cider vinegar lower blood glucose? 
It appears that apple cider vinegar might reduce the breakdown of carbohydrates into sugars. It might slow the rate of our stomach emptying and induce feelings of satiety or fullness. There does not seem to be any significant side effects when one to three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar is diluted in at least 200 milliliters of water or if it's added to food and taken daily. Now, let's get into the details of the most recent clinical trials. So as I mentioned, I first talked about apple cider vinegar in episode 8, and I go into more details on this topic. So if this interests you, and you have yet to listen to episode 8, feel free to go back and give it a listen. But let's jump into some of the most recent clinical trials from the last year or so. In the journal Clinical Nutrition in June of last year, Gefladi and colleagues recruited 70 individuals that lived with type 2 diabetes and also had elevated cholesterol or triglyceride levels. The study was a randomized controlled study. Half the participants were asked to add 10 milliliters of apple cider vinegar into a glass of water and to drink this before their lunch and again before their dinner every day for eight weeks. The control group had no intervention. After eight weeks of taking apple cider vinegar, the participants' fasting blood glucose levels improved by 7%. Unfortunately, the scientists did not measure HbA1c, that gold standard of blood sugar control in this trial. The scientists also measured other things, though, like insulin sensitivity and blood pressure, and these improved as well, but the control group also seemed to improve. So we cannot say if the improvements in insulin sensitivity and blood pressure were due to apple cider vinegar. But the improvements in fasting blood glucose does seem to be a result of apple cider vinegar. How about another clinical trial? Abid and colleagues last year recruited 30 individuals that were newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. The scientists wanted to see if apple cider vinegar could be taken in combination with a type 2 diabetes medication metformin. Now, this study was not controlled, so it was not the best clinical trial design, but it does still provide some important information. The scientists asked the participants to take two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar per day with 750 milligrams of metformin. After 12 weeks of doing this, the participants' fasting blood glucose improved by 5%, and their HbA1c, which assesses their average blood glucose levels over two to three months, improved by 3%, specifically from 7.1 to 6.9. To be honest, I'm a bit surprised that their blood glucose did not improve more with the combination of metformin and apple cider vinegar. But this study shows that some improvements are still observed when the medication metformin is combined with apple cider vinegar. Koster and colleagues last year conducted a single-blind, randomized, controlled clinical trial so a fairly good design clinical trial. The scientists recruited 110 patients with type 2 diabetes that unfortunately had poor control of their blood sugar levels despite attempting many different strategies. The scientists asked half the participants to take one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar diluted in 200 milliliters of water and to drink this every day before dinner for three months. The other group added a placebo mixture to the water that contained an artificial apple cider flavoring, but it contained actually no apple cider vinegar. 
After three months of the study, the participants taking apple cider vinegar saw an improvement in their HbA1c by 7%. Specifically, it improved from 9.32 to 8.65. Those taking apple cider vinegar also saw some small improvements in their cholesterol and triglyceride levels. In contrast, the placebo group seemed to worsen or not change at all over three months. I think that this clinical trial contributes a lot to the information we have on apple cider vinegar as it was one of the best designed clinical trials available on the blood sugar lowering effects of apple cider vinegar. A systematic review was published on apple cider vinegar this year in the European Journal of Nutrition. The scientists point out that based on clinical and preclinical evidence that apple cider vinegar may indeed impart some benefits on blood glucose levels and therefore may indirectly benefit cardiovascular or heart and brain health in individuals living with type 2 diabetes. In this review, after looking at several clinical trials, the scientists note that there are no significant side effects associated with taking one to three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar when it is diluted into water or incorporated into food. The scientists go on to elaborate that apple cider vinegar may impart these benefits of blood glucose lowering by slowing the rate at which our stomach empties or the rate at which the stomach passes food to our intestines. With a slower rate of gastric or stomach emptying, this means that there are less likely to be spikes in our blood glucose levels. There's a little bit of evidence that also suggests apple cider vinegar might, might improve insulin sensitivity. Now we want our bodies to be sensitive to insulin. And unfortunately, in type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes, we may become insulin resistant. So what does that mean? Well, let me give an analogy. Insulin is like the server at a restaurant. The job of the server is to take the food from the kitchen and to bring it to you so that you can eat and have energy. In type 2 diabetes, it is like the servers at the restaurant don't want to work. They might be slower to get your food from the kitchen. And in fact, you may not even get your food from the server. So you are no longer able to get your food and as a result, you will have less energy. So we want the restaurant servers to work at a good pace. Similarly, we want our insulin receptors to work so that we can take the glucose from our bloodstream and bring it to our cells for energy. We know, for example, that exercise improves insulin sensitivity greatly and is probably the best well-known strategy to improve our insulin sensitivity in this regard. And this data shows that apple cider vinegar may be able to help a little bit too. How else might apple cider vinegar be improving blood sugar levels? Well, there is some evidence that apple cider vinegar can prevent the breakdown of carbohydrates to simple sugars, and it may also increase feelings of fullness and satiety, and therefore could reduce calorie intake throughout the day. In episode 59, I go into the details of how very sour taste alone, without any sweetness added, such as taking apple cider vinegar alone in water, can send satiety signals to the brain in order to reduce food cravings. The neuroscience and physiology behind why sour taste alone can induce satiety and reduce cravings is really quite interesting. So if you haven't given an episode 59 a listen, give it a go because it's actually one of my favorite and most interesting episodes I've done. Now the last paper I want to share with all of you 
on this topic was published in the Journal of Advanced Nursing this year. The scientists pooled together six clinical trials and concluded that apple cider vinegar does indeed appear to benefit individuals living with type 2 diabetes, particularly in regard to blood sugar management. When we can pool together many clinical trials and they all indicate similar findings, this gives us greater confidence in the results and the therapeutic strategy. So that is a wrap, my people, scientist army, a short update episode on the potential benefits of apple cider vinegar for blood sugar control in individuals living with type 2 diabetes. It appears that taking one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar diluted into a cup of water before eating your meal, like a carbohydrate-rich meal, may impart some benefit on blood sugar levels. In some cases, there were also some small benefits seen to blood cholesterol and triglyceride levels. There does not seem to be any significant side effects to taking apple cider vinegar in these small amounts when mixed with water or when combined with food. If people take apple cider vinegar alone without diluting it, the acidity of apple cider vinegar has the potential to negatively impact our teeth, our mouth, and our throat. So please make sure to add apple cider vinegar to food, like as part of a salad dressing, marinade, or sauce, or drink it diluted in water or another beverage. I hope you all have an awesome and healthy week, and I hope that this short update episode was interesting for all of you. I will make sure to do more update episodes, particularly on the most popular topics on this podcast. I look forward to meeting you back here the same time and same place next week on the People Scientist Podcast. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates. Thank you.